you. I appreciate it. Ooh, this is nice. Yeah. It feels like a sweater, kind of. It's like a barefoot. They're called like barefoot something. They're kind of expensive. I was like, oh my gosh. Zam, Zaddy. This is a cozy vibe, huh, Pippin? (laughs) Okay, I know you can jump. What is she? Oh, is she trying to ask me to pick her up? Yeah. Oh. Girl, come here. You can just stay there. You'll hop up when you want to, okay? Can we see us in frame? Yes. Cool. All right. Um, We're in our cozy vibe. Okay. Oh yeah, I also like, it's nice to hold. Why is that so cozy? Hi everyone, welcome to another... (laughs) Whoops, that's a great way to start it, Pippin, thank you. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of What Do We Call This Podcast. I am your host, Kaylin, and (laughs) I have a little doggy attacking me. (laughs) Oh, that's my earring, ow. Yeah, she likes ears. You're a bad girl. I'm just gonna squeeze you. Yeah, this is another episode. Uh, I think you probably just heard Taylor's <laughs> voice again. Hopefully y'all can recognize. It's hard when it's you only heard it one time. Is this coming out after before? After. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because it'll be... This episode is coming out... Oh, on your birthday. Two or three days after <gasps> my birthday. Okay, well... Yeah. The... Happy birthday! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm no longer 23 when you all hear this. When yeah. we're recording it, I still am 23. Ooh, okay, I didn't even think, okay, I didn't think about birthday questions, but that's going to be Oh, that's fine. Yeah. It'll just come up as you have Age them. questions. Cool. But, yeah, this episode, Taylor came up with this idea probably about a month and a half-ish ago when we talked about it. Yeah. Maybe two months ago, um, where she was like, yeah, one of the episodes, like, we need to have something done where, like, you get interviewed so more people can get to know a little piece of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do, and Taylor's gonna take it away and yeah. guide this show, this oh my episode. Gosh. I'm like, this kill is it. my second podcast episode in an hour. Wow. Here we are. Okay, cool. She's yeah. got the hang of it up. Yeah, I'm excited because I think, you know, people listening to this may know you because they found it through like traditional media like from yeah. knowing you yeah but as this grows like people might not know you and it's cool to come back to it and even if you do they do know you it's like on a deeper level like, yeah so okay because cool. you and I know each other so well that it's like yeah. she, know, she knows what to ask to yeah. get some stuff stimulating mm-hmm. stimulation nation okay <laughs> cool well okay you know I wasn't gonna start with this but now I will since I thought of it like I guess, reflect on your 23rd year of life. Okay. Let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. When I turned 23, the day before that, uh, truly this is starting from the beginning, <laughs> the day before that, my, me and my guy, Zach, he, he was on episode two, I think, and he always gets referenced every so often, we're probably just... April, May, June. We were probably two months into exclusively dating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three months into just, like, from meeting each other and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I told him, yeah, I want to go back to slow for the weekend and just, like, do stuff there. Just have a chill birthday. And uh, I kind of always like a chill birthday vibe. I feel like I'm always way too overthinking of... (laughs) I don't know, wanting to entertain for others and that kind of stuff. And it just didn't sound relaxing. So that's all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to adjust the volume really quick. Um, There we go. 
yeah, I wanted to go to slow and let's see, my birthday was on a Sunday, but we did everything on a Saturday. He told me he loved me. <laughs> that was his like first little birthday gift. It was so, so sweet. We were like laying down. He's going to be so shy that I'm sh- sharing this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to share. Actually, it feels really special. I'm not going to share okay. all of it. Yeah. That's my decision. But yeah, that was the start of being 23, of celebrating 23. Let's see if we go throughout the year. I'm like trying to think of just awesome things that highlight what 23 was. I would say like the pole competition was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Traveling out of the country for the first time was something I did at 23. Shortly after I turned 23, we went to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Let's see, 23 as a whole, what does what does she feel like? Yeah, what's her vibe? What's her aura? Her aura truly... Like, what's her color? Okay, what's her <gasps> what's color? Her co- what's her sign? What's her flower? <laughs> what her big three? Yeah, <laughs> what's her big three? <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, 23 has felt really like... Well, messy sounds bad. It It's felt a lot just unknown and just, like, lots of self-discovery and, well, not exactly highs and lows, but just, like, just constantly navigating, like, calm periods and more busy periods and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And um, anyways, though, her color would be it's so hard for me to visualize that kind of stuff. 23 feels... What's a sad color? Oh. Well, not sad. sad melancholy. I think that's more the word I'm thinking like of. Like seafoam or... Yeah. Or like powder... I was thinking cranberry. Cranberry? I had a magenta like... in my head first. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay, maybe we're onto something there. That to me seems like intense. Intense, I feel like, yeah. is good. Uh, the, but the main way I've been describing 23 is just... This, is, this year... More than anything, I have had a lot of feelings of just trying to think about how others are feeling and just, like, I don't know, constantly overthinking the way that I'm being perceived. Like, oh my gosh, am I being rude to this person? Am I being, like, kind? Um, I feel like I'm... This year has felt more selfish than others. Like, I've felt Mm. more selfish. Okay. Would you say in a good way? Like, you're putting yourself first or, like, truly, like, selfish? Like, you're not thinking of others I mean in all honesty like the second one is kind of more where it was at but Mm -hmm. probably both yeah but I think like in past years like that hasn't been as much so maybe I just perceive it as like I'm just being really selfish but it might just be like in comparison to like maybe the Kaylin that was more people pleasing yeah exactly but it's hard to not think of it as just being selfish as opposed to just like having more boundaries Uh so yeah Ooh, I'm liking where this is going, though. <laughs> so I have the, the song that's been in my head is that Blink-182 song. Uh, is it, I think it's What's My Age Again? Like, nobody oh. likes you when you're 23. Yeah. Like, I that has very much felt like 23 to me, and I'm ready to not be 23. Yeah. Even though it's like, you know, one minute versus another is like... But it's a mo. It's a... Yeah, it's a season It's a placeholder. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's... I think that's why so many people experience melancholy feelings on their birthday or yeah. around their birthday because it's it's marking like the end of something and the beginning of something else yeah. and it makes it kind of forces you to reflect on of course last year just like New Year's but twenty four okay twenty four the big thing about twenty four is then you're in your mid twenties yeah yeah so it's like a new era 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 era, era. <laughs> right yeah I've oh. heard oh. <laughs> 
she didn't like it. Things like, shut up, mom. <laughs> You're so annoying. Um, I forget what. Okay, what was I gonna say? There There's go. a controversy around how people define like mid twenties, early twenties, late twenties. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, mm-hmm. early twenties are twenty to twenty three. Mid twenties are twenty four to twenty six, and late twenties are twenty seven to twenty nine. That's exactly how I see it too. It's but I've heard exactly people like say that. like different things. Are there some people who just see early twenties and late twenties? Maybe, but just within this conversation of early, middle, late, I've heard they just find it differently different on the numbers. Things. Yeah, they'll say like like twenty two to twenty three is already yeah. your mid twenties, or I don't know something. Mm, but I disagree. They're dumb, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Oh my gosh, 24 karat magic in the air. Woo, 24 karat, baby. I, I want to set the, well, not the standard, because I feel like you just set yourself up for failure. Do you need to plug it in? It died, yeah. That's okay. I can, we'll take a pause. Okay. But you set the standard of getting gold for your birthday? No. no. <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not on my birthday. I do not want to be proposed to on my birthday. That would suck. Well, gold. That's not even where we're at right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's so not where I was trying to go with that. You know what the cool thing about being proposed to, though, is, like, no one remembers the day, like, the date you're proposed to means nothing. Yeah. I don't want it on my birthday, though. Right, right, valid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I would like to be, 24 to be a golden year. I mean, have you heard of, like, your golden birthday. Yeah, like, we're, we're both fifths, so we got it at it five. It was five. We didn't know what that was. So sad. I know. It would have been fun to have it be, like, in your teens or 20s. Maybe we can use it as 25 and just lie. Yeah. Well, not lie, true. but we can, like... Yeah. Any age that has a five in it is our golden birthday. Yes! Yes, yes. I like that. Yeah, because we're exactly two months apart. That's going to be a lot of birthdays. Well, that's fun. Love it. Well, 25, 35, 45, 50, 50, oh, yeah. all the 50s. <laughs> Yo, my 50s on it. 50 be golden as fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> wait, I don't even know. It's okay. It Do you want to just... plug your laptop in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're back. Okay, so, okay. Now you're, you know, you're going to be 24, mm-hmm. but... So one of your biggest like new hobbies would probably be this podcast. Um, yes. What made you want to start this podcast? What was your vision? Oh. All the things podcast related. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah, definitely the new passion project, which is, I don't know, I always like having something to focus on and like put all my love into that I like actually feel excited about. Um, yes, I see you, Pippin. And I think my vision for it I don't know, it's just to share a slice of a bunch of different people with the world that just mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And then also just focus the conversation for each person around stuff that I know they have like lots to say about or they have an experience with something that I think other people could hear that will just make listeners feel less alone if mm-hmm. they can relate to it in some way. And just, yeah, just making people feel less alone because... I like to listen to podcasts. Yeah. Well, in my now previous job, I'm not with the company anymore that I was working with. You're just alone a lot and you're driving around a lot and you're in remote areas. So it's nice to feel like you have company 
Yeah. It's really hard to do it alone after a while. Like, anytime any of us would, like, double up if there's an area that we felt uncomfortable in or something, we would always, the always, the same thing we always looped back to was, like, I feel so much more productive when I have someone with me because I just don't feel alone. Like, I'm not dissociating or I'm not this or, mm. like, whatever. It's easy to just be like, oh, my God, like, I've just got to push through this and I don't have someone cheering me on kind of thing. Like, we're, I don't have someone to, like, joke around with and, like make light of the nature of the work and that kind of thing. Right. So when you you don't get to do that every day, we're basically loan workers for the most part. It's nice to have a podcast to listen to and I just I would like to like take part in that. Yeah. <laughs> and provide company to someone else. Yeah. And I just hope it touches people wherever. And then it's also just something fun. I know it'll be something fun to refer back to mm. throughout the years to like listen to and hear how my opinions change because we're all entitled to our opinions changing like how I grow as an individual how other people in my life grow um when I listen back to like their episodes or when you know I eventually start having people back on and that kind of stuff for other things too would be really awesome but so another part of my vision for the podcast is not only interviewing people but also eventually getting a like listener write-in aspect of again sharing stories of anything under the sun that someone feels like they want to share and maybe like because of the situation they don't feel they can share it with family or close friend because of the close involvement with them or whatever the case may be we can share it here anonymously or not anonymously depending on how comfortable the person is with that and they would just state that but again to share something and hopefully that reaches other people who are like wow I'm not alone and having an experience very similar to that or whatever yeah I think that'd just be really cool. And then also there'll be a part of it for like six months where we do travel updates. And yeah. it'll be fun to reflect back on that and just like give people context of like what's going on and why stuff might sound different one day versus not. And it'll be cool to refer back to and just hopefully it touches somebody. Yeah, I bet it already has. And I feel like you touched on kind of the next question, which was like where you see it going. Okay. Um, and I love the... I love the vision, and I think the main thing people look for in a podcast is, like, the, especially if the, if it, the component of um, write-in is just yeah. that the host is comforting and, like, handles <laughs> topics well, and you're, like, the perfect person for that. You're very, you're very good at seeing all sides of things, and so mm-hmm. I feel like you can get an unbiased, kind of, give an unbiased perspective, yeah. and that that would be cool to see you kind of use that skill and asset of yours, like, to help people, but also just conversations with friends is such a cool thing to document, like, yeah. like you said, just, like, memories, and, of course, um, it's just, it's super awesome, so I'm so glad that you're doing it, yeah, um, you mentioned traveling, so, I, we've talked about this personally, yes, but I wanted to, to just share. be messy with it. Yeah, let's get messy. What are people's misconceptions oh, yeah. of traveling the world, Yeah, prioritizing travel, mm-hmm. whatever you, you know, wherever you want to go with that? Yeah, of course. I think I know what you're referring to. Yeah. Just because we, I've been confiding in Taylor about this a lot, which, like, thank you for listening. Like, you're oh so gosh. easy to, like, bounce stuff off of where I'm like, I don't know, am I taking this too personally or is this just, like, kind of a rude thing? And you're like, no, definitely rude. <laughs> like, you, you keep it real. Again, we're seeing a theme here. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I appreciate that from you. But, um, yeah, uh, the biggest thing right now, I guess I would label it as criticism. 
is just kind of having people, I don't know, I'm not just going to go off talking about it for no reason, but it has been coming up because, like, I talked to someone about how, like, yeah, you know, this is initially when it first came out and I wasn't being secretive about it anymore. I would tell someone who I did consider, or who I do consider a friend, and then it, it works its way down the grapevine of like, oh yeah, so-and-so's gonna be doing this, and then like, I run into that person however long later, and they like, they bring it up, like, oh, like, how do you feel about it? And I'm like, I'm super stoked. It's gonna be an awesome experience. I'm glad I'm not leaving this what if. And then there's just been multiple people who've been like, oh, I, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And it's, or like, oh, I wish I could do that. And it feels, I don't know, it's so hard. I don't want to assign or assume that people are saying that from like a judgmental or jealous standpoint, but it feels that way a lot. Yeah. It's like just the tone, I don't know, there's, and it hasn't been like this with everyone. Like the negative always sticks out way more than the positive unless you can reframe that mindset, which this is a great lesson to like kind of start working on that. I think this is just me processing all of that from now and it kind of doesn't really bother me at this point. It's just kind of like a, recognition of oh I wonder if that person's actually happy for me or if they're just like looping it back on themselves and then kind of dulling my sunshine honestly it's just kind of a great wake-up call yeah to kind of reevaluate like who are the people I share really special awesome things with me that I know just want to see good for me Mm -hmm. and what I want to say invest more like all friendships have their different vibes and like cadence of yeah exactly like this is my party friend this is my really deep friend where we see each other x amount of times and this is my i don't know just like the different yeah, types of friendships totally. through adulthood and stuff too like that's been <laughs> an interesting thing to kind of navigate i actually asked zach about this i think after you came over yesterday after mm-hmm. lunch him and i talked about it a little bit and i was like yeah what did you think about what i had to say and he was like honestly i haven't really been telling people because he's almost nervous too maybe no no I see I asked him that and he was like no I just we're doing what we're doing and it's not going to change either way so the people who really matter know what we're doing and that's all I need yeah it's almost like a wake-up call too on how close you are with people because yeah I feel a lot closer to people than I think they probably feel or I don't know I don't know about that Maybe. maybe but I think Having the, I have this idea of, like, people are going to be just excited, just as excited about it as I am, and, like, all from a positive aspect, because that's how I feel. Yeah, like, that's I don't, how you I don't are. get jealous. That's how you are as a person. Yeah. I don't think you really struggle with comparison and jealousy as much as a lot of people do. But yeah, so you would say the misconception from people is probably that it's easy, or it's yeah. reckless, or yep. it, I'm trying to think of the, like... What might be going Those are the undertones for sure. Right. What what is it what are they insinuating? Or it's Yeah. Um People it's spontaneous. It, yeah. Or something. Often it feels like there are people or there are people who have said like, Oh, it would be hard obviously if you have kids or something, I could see how especially the older they are, it would be hard to completely make that change because it's not something all they've known but there are families who do that from the get-go and that is all they've known so it's normal to them and you just like make adjustments just like with anything big but there are definitely people where the undertone is like oh how are you like affording that how are you just dropping everything this that and the other and a lot of the conversations that like Zach and I have been having is just like 
the different things we have to prioritize. Yeah. And, like, he has really helped me with actually understanding how to be smart with money, but not in a way that's just, like, denying yourself of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he's also just been really helpful with, like, taking more of a financial burden, like, with rent specifically, or, you know, whatever things, and it's just recognizing that, yeah, money is valuable with, like, what he's been taking more of the burden of, but then I also know, okay, if that's the case, not that this is all just exchange, but, okay, I can provide more of this kind of service where, like, yeah, especially now that I'm not working, I can do more of the cooking now. Mm-hmm. I can do this, that, and the other. And he just helped me reach the financial goal that I had to feel comfortable with, like, up and leaving everything and going from there. Yeah. That's ma- that's amazing partnership right there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it's like, so much. It's not, you owe me this, you owe me that. I mean, that's, like, what marriage, I would say, like, that's kind of what marriage is. Or yeah. Like, co- like, companionship, like, yeah. to that extent. is it's, like, what's the word? It's compromise. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, like, a big conversation. And people won't understand it if they don't experience that type of love. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. Yeah, which I think is... People are jaded. Okay, this is... I don't know why this keeps, like, popping up in my head, and (laughs) it's gonna sound judgmental, and honestly, it is, and I can recognize that. It's just not how I operate, because it just doesn't feel that way with my partner. (laughs) But do you ever, like... Who doesn't stalk Venmo? Oh, Right. No. Okay, like, anytime I, like, go on Venmo to pay someone, I'm like, all right, let's, like, let's go through and I'll see people that I'm friends with that are, like, Venmoing their partner back yeah. and forth every single day, multiple times a day, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I find that really <laughs> That's odd. so odd. I, also, I don't even like doing that with friends. Like, I would rather just say I'll get you I'll next time. I'll get you time. next time, exactly. Like, the super transactional thing really irks me, but yeah. I know, I think it's so funny because I'm like... <laughs> Grant like paid off my student loans. I'm like he pays for way yeah. more than I pay for, but like that's fine. But that's fine because you provide something else in a different like. Every, there are and so it's many, not always even either. No, it's not. Like that's just the thing. Nothing can ever be fucking fifty. I will, 50. Be, I will give him his children. Like I will. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're like it's okay. Like it's not always gonna be even split in the middle, and yeah. there'll be t- there's so yeah. <laughs> But the Venmo thing is such a funny phenomenon. So weird to me. Grandpa Venmo me sometimes when I need money in a certain account. Like there well, is that's some, different. Yeah, but like I sell or wait, how does it work? Yeah, I sell that, or I'll go to the bank and get all the cash for us to yeah. Right. <laughs> that is so true. That's so true. No, I mean Venmo like lunch. Coffee, <laughs> gas. Yeah, like you're fucking stupid. I think we we definitely did that in dating a little bit more, but even then, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm saying, not, like, I'm a we little were, older, like, younger. Yeah. We were, like, I'm not saying... You have less money. You guys were, like, grown adults <laughs> dating. We were, like, teeny boppers. Yeah. Not really. But, like, in college, I do feel like I was more transactional yeah. with everyone because there's just less... Well, we all have less money. Money to go around. Yeah. So, you getting someone's lunch is, like, kind of, like, out of the budget. Yeah. That's different, and we can all set our boundaries for that, but at this point in life, I just, I couldn't deal with that, and that's what I'm referring to. I'm like, I know the jobs these people have, and, like, what they do, and, like, what kind of their vibe is with, like, their, some of their spending habits, Mm -hmm. they're like, what the, what are you doing? I, I, Zach I, is always the sugar daddy. He's always the he's always buying daddy. his food. I'm I know. Like, okay, pop off. It's kind of a turn on. I respect it. I'm like here for it. I mean, it's 
Okay, yeah, so with the traveling thing, those are some misconceptions people have. Yeah. And then... But yeah, it's just, it's been a lot of, like, yeah. sacrifice for a lot of things, and then uh, prioritization of other things. Oh, that's what I was going to say. A big conversation that Zach and I had when this was kind of in the beginning stages of talking about wanting to do it, it was shortly after we got back from Costa Rica, June 2022. You know, he was talking about, yeah, I'm, like, wanting to kind of stop this one job. I, I kind of have to be really vague with this right now okay. for his sake. Yes. But uh-huh. I'm kind of wanting to leave this thing so I can really focus on this other thing. It, it will probably be a bit of a pay cut, and I'm just really nervous about that. But him be having his really, like, business-savvy mind, he knows, like, when I invest more into this thing, it's going to take off. And he's now reaping the benefits of that. That's awesome. And I'm, like, super proud of him for, like, taking that step and just, like, making it happen. Because I know it's hard to not have someone to just tell you what to do and then you get your paycheck no matter what. Like, he has to find it on his own. Mm-hmm. He's really good at it and is a very self-motivated individual. But a conversation we had at that time was okay like if you're really nervous about this I totally I meaning me like this is the conversation we're having you're Zach I'm me uh-huh. I don't mind taking on more of a financial burden right now so you can make that happen and then when you're able to do that then it's my turn totally when I need the help and like going back and forth and that ended up not happening and he was totally happy with just helping me reach like yeah. the goal that I wanted to be comfortable with like dropping everything and it's it's almost like a family unit and no like, exactly that's how you you think of it and like learning how to you know prioritize yeah. saving I've heard is... it referenced on other podcasts as slingshotting each other shout out can I you can shout out podcasts yeah, right? I love ladies and tangents Ooh, um, okay they're awesome. They're like I think they're based in Ohio, which is funny. My sister's in Ohio, so if any of them happen to hear this, like hi, I love you guys. <laughs> um, Let's put this on TikTok. <laughs> yes, yes. And they min- they talk about slingshotting one another. Uh-huh. We're like, okay, I'm gonna be here backing you with all of this, and you're just gonna go for it, and you have all that momentum behind you, and I want to be the like stability that's providing or the um, foundation that's providing that, and then. When you get to that thing, you slingshot me. Like, I love that. You're just filling each other's cups up. Yeah, yeah. And that's just how it feels. That's so... Yeah, you have... (laughs) You're in, like, such a healthy relationship, too. That's... It's taken so many tries! Not really. No, I Yeah, no, I know. (laughs) You guys are, like... That could be a whole other tangent, but I That's fine, go for it. Yeah, you and Zach, I feel like it was, like, the first time you ever told me anything about him, I'm like, they're getting married. Like, I just knew, because it's different, but I love that you guys are embarking on this journey together, and um, it isn't just, like, oh, this is for funsies, like, it's intentional, it's, you're working during it, you're finding, like, unconventional ways to make money and Mm -hmm. to support, and you're not staying in, like, resorts all oh, the whole time. That. Like, you're finding thrifty ways yeah. to do things. You've pared down, like... I mean, you've sold things. You've pared yeah. down what you own. And mm-hmm. it's just a different outlook than a lot of people who vacation travel. Yeah, it's I feel like really that's different. the mis- You're traveling. Like, yeah. So. Um, that's the misconception thing you brought up that I forgot to touch on was... This isn't, again, like, vacation travel. This is, like... 
okay, whatever is cheapest in each country, whether that's Airbnb or staying in a hostel, mm-hmm. it kind of varies depending on what you're looking for. We're going to pick that option. Yeah. And and hostels have kitchens and you're maybe cooking Yeah, it's like community kitchen, kitchen yeah. Which yeah. is actually way more fun than I... I well, I don't want to say I thought it was going to be terrible. I was just kind of, like, hesitant at first about, like, what is that going to be like? And then, like, getting a little taste of that in Costa Rica was, like, kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not a misconception I want to bring up. I know you have more stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, but that kind of, I feel like it's a theme in yours and Zach's relationship. So what other unconventional decisions do you see in your future? Oh, okay. Can you predict any decisions that you might make, like, I don't know. As a couple or? as a, Yeah, together. Okay. Or, and also as yourself. Individual. Yeah. Yeah. The one you and I most recently talked about, if in the ne- next few years, like, okay, if we want to put a number on it, if in the next, like, two to four-ish years, like, we still hadn't gotten married, but, like, in- ended up getting pregnant, I, this is not that unconventional at this point, but, I mean, some people Some people would consider yeah. it, yeah. Um, we would just have a kid. I don't know, I just feel really sure about it all, and, yeah, like, way more sure than I've ever been, and, like, that's something I could see, but again, like, to me, that's not that unconventional, but I could see other people being, perceiving it that way. Um, definitely eloping. <laughs> that's a vibe. That is a vibe. <laughs> and it's so funny. See, you're the people who actually do this stuff, because... <laughs> The amount of people I would have left the fuck alone. Yeah, the amount of people who say, "I'd love to travel the world. I'd love to elope. I'd love to just have a baby." They never do it, <laughs> but you do it. This is what I'm saying from back in like high school days. I just knew <laughs> you get you actually do these things, and oh. I, I think that's that's cool. That's why I think speaking them in, into existence isn't a bad thing. Like, I think some people want to yeah. keep those future decisions under, like you know, yeah. I'll talk about like wanting children with Graham, like in the next few years, and it's like, oh, well, don't jinx it, like, you could have troubles with fertility, and I'm like, people say that to you? I've had just, like, friends, yeah, just say, like, well, you don't want to, like, put that out there, and I'm like, you know. Yeah, you do, that's manifestation. Yeah, and also, I just don't live in fear, like, yeah, oh my god, celebrate life, yeah, so, dude. anyway, okay, so. Living in fear, no thanks. So, I'm that's an unconventional, <laughs> and then, okay, within, like, having kids, do you feel like the way you raise them will also be maybe considered Ooh. unconventional? It's, that's, like, hard to predict, I guess. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, to, like, full honesty, I don't know that I've, like, ever thought to that far. I've definitely thought about, like, oh, what would parenting be like? I, I would say in the last, like, year or two, the main focus for me and the stuff that I've been sifting through is, like, wow, just childbirth and pregnancy in general is a really big Everest to look at from base level. Mm-hmm. But it's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of starting to trickle in there, thinking about the parenting aspect. And let's see, unconventional stuff. I don't... I mean, I guess depending on what our situation would be at that time, like if that's what we would end up doing. If we were like in a really good place where I wouldn't also need to work, like I think homeschooling could be really fun. Yeah. But I would really want to go about it in a like good way where you're still having lots of wonderful um, socialization yeah like I I would just want to like be able to do that with other people I don't think I could do it with just my kids mm-hmm. like I having Community. like two or three kids I wouldn't want to just homeschool the two of them or the three of them or whatever or the one of them I would want to do it with other people yeah 
again, that would have to, like, be stars aligned, us not both having to, like, work. But that could be a prioritization thing, too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's true. Would you, like, travel, like, do you see more travel, too, like, potentially living overseas or, like, Mm. having, like, having a more nomadic lifestyle with your kids? With kids. We've talked about that. I know it's, it is hypothetical. No, totally, totally. Like, I mean, but we have talked about it, obviously, in the hypothetical, because we don't have kids. And, like, I've asked him, he's asked me, like, (laughs) what, what would that even look like? And, oh, our little foot's going. Uh... What, what we always loop back to is there are plenty of people who do it and they make it happen. And again, if that's all your kids have known, it's just like that much easier. Totally. Yeah. And yeah, again, prioritization is a huge thing where I think in this society, especially, we're just really fed the capitalism way. Like, mm always strive to have more and that kind of thing and it's like what does more even mean like if you take away all the items and stuff what does more mean to each person that's all going to be very individual Mm. so that's so true to me it just feels a little different and obviously I like my little trinkety things and it is fun to go shopping but um I'm going off topic right now no I think that's a big piece of what like making it happen is yeah, yeah definitely like you've had to part with things oh yeah for experience and trade of experience yeah yeah that's actually that's been a really interesting shift in mindset I've like sat down multiple times like whether I'm journaling or I just have a moment to think of everything and all I have is like my phone and I have my note app I'll just jot down like what are things I can do that aren't buying actual items that still bring me joy because I would say like there's a little bit of a shopping problem in there. Like, not so much now. Maybe a year, year and a half ago that was there. But um, it's just fun to, like, what's it called? Uh, recalibrate myself and recognize that there's a lot more that I enjoy to do than I thought there was when I feel like I'm in a rut of, like, wanting to do stuff that doesn't require purchasing an item. Like, there might be money involved, but it's, like, you're gaining an experience mm. and you just, like, or think about it a lot or, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, investing in yourself. Like, with pull, I feel like you've yeah. invested money, but it's become, like... An expression, a therapy, a yeah. physical, like, you're becoming stronger, which is mm-hmm. better for your health, which reduces health issues down the line. Like, I mean, there's so many... It's just a great trickle effect. That's, like, a way to invest your money into yourself exactly. in a really great way. I love that. Yeah. That is the thing I will say to everyone about Kaylin is <laughs> Kaylin is so good at... She knows herself really well. And being friends with someone who knows himself is, like, a game changer. Well, that's how I feel about you, too. Well, okay, thank you, but I feel like <laughs> I know myself, uh, and I don't want to make it about me, but I know yeah. myself, but I doesn't. I don't always work towards things to change myself, but I do feel like you're very actively looking for ways to change the things you don't like about yourself, or just mm-hmm. that, I don't like sounds kind of... Oh, no, what you mean, like, the things I know are not positive. Right, yeah. and you're, like, constantly evolving, and so you're <laughs> becoming a better person, and Aww. to be friends with someone who's actually actively becoming a better person is really inspiring, because then you're like, wait, I want to rise to the occasion and find friends with this person, right? <laughs> so, I love that your thought process on this travel and this adventure it's a lot so of much. self-reflection. So, to, to that point, like, do you naturally resist or embrace change slash adventure? I love change. You do? Okay. I, yeah, I, and that's been something that's become a lot more, um, 
apparent to me. I feel like I wasn't very aware of that <sighs> until I reflected on the last, what are we, 2023? Until I reflected on the last, like, two or three years of, like, moving around a lot and having to make hard decisions with, like, leaving a person and going to a new place and trying out a new job in an area that I'm not familiar familiar. Wow, I can't talk right now. Familiar, familiar with. But I'm not fam- familiar with. Uh-huh. Um, as opposed to choosing the, e- choose the easier option of, like, taking a job that is where I grew up. Mm. Um, I oh, So, yeah, just, like, reflecting on all of that. And then now, you know, the biggest, like, most recent thing would have been moving from the one apartment I was in, in Santa Cruz proper, and moving to a sublet space that is, like, fully furnished, you know, selling all our shit and everything. That was the first time that change felt a little uncomfy for me. But after letting that sit for a month or two now at this point in time, I was like, yeah, I am definitely very mutable. Like, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't... I don't feel very sensitive to that. I feel very sensitive to different... Uh, like overstimulation is a yeah, big maybe thing. Maybe everyday things. Yeah, everyday things. But like my my environment of like where I where home feels can change every day. And I think I feel like that's fine. the opposite of most people. Maybe. Oh really? I don't yeah. know. I don't want to make a blanket statement, but I think yeah, that's no, no. that's unique. I think <laughs> maybe I just want you to be unique in my uh, head. But I I perceive you. Romanticize me, please. <laughs> Main character moment. <laughs> but. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't embrace change, so I think that's really cool, and it's it makes fun. sense why this trip is happening. And yeah, oh yeah, I didn't know, think of that. Like, <laughs> if you, you would know if you couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't meaning like like it, it would, would just be, be way too hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's why people's misconceptions, they're so framing it in themselves. In them, yeah, as opposed to just like, like, oh, that's cool. Well, you kind of mentioned that. Yeah. Like, when you and like, Graham were talking about... Graham mm-hmm. is Taylor's husband. I don't oh. think we ever mentioned that. We just <laughs> mentioned this elusive Graham. The Graham cracker. The, the Gramster. Yeah, Graham's my husband, who also went to middle school and high school with Kaylin. Yes, yes. And then you guys did Bible study together from what age? Like, at 11. Yeah. 11. When so, he moved from Germany to... Yeah. So, anyway, so him and I were talking about. We're just. We always talk about Kaylin. We always talk about my friends, you know, and yeah. like what they're up to. And like I told him about the trip, and he lived overseas, so he was like, "Yeah, oh, that's really cool." Like I think he actually is the type of person who could probably. He seems pretty. Mutual. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he wouldn't necessarily go a lot of places, but he's talked about wanting to like permanently yeah. live overseas. Yeah. So he was like, "See, like people could do it," and it was kind of making me think about it more, like. Just like, oh, how would oh, I, like, yeah. you know, and I, I did, like, thoughts do go through your head of jealousy or comparison or, right. like, why am I not that way, like, we all do you it. know, yeah. but I think we came to the conclusion that, like, for us, it doesn't even matter, though, but, no, but well, for us way, right now, yeah. it wouldn't make sense, and maybe that's not, like, a priority for us, but I, like, I'm really excited to learn from your experience, yeah, because, like, you're gonna have a lot of insight on, yeah the cultures and just the, the different what it's like to like truly kind of embrace yes. a new area versus just travel and do like the touristy things which yeah. is fun too of but course i'm excited to hear all about your learnings and everything because i feel like you're going to learn a lot about yourself zach and then the culture the yeah. places you're visiting yeah so it'll be like 
you guys are going to refer to this trip for the rest of your lives if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. With your kids and with oh, yeah. friends. It's just going to be one of those things. An era. The travel era. I don't, I also don't see this like being the last time we do it. Obviously we haven't done it yet, so it's hard to even guess that for sure, but I love doing that though. I just can't predict your whole life in front of me. I love it. Okay, okay, really? Yeah, I literally to me, I know exactly what's gonna happen in my life, and I don't care if I'm delusional. I've (laughs) made everything good. I've made everything (laughs) everything I've thought has actually happened. Yeah. Actually, I there's power to that. And I think it's if you have this idea and like you're someone who knows you're gonna make it happen, like you will overcome whatever you can. Um like I don't, I just, I don't see it as a delusion, personally. That's also where I was going with that unconventional decisions of the future question, is like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this won't be the last time you Definitely like, no, 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 no. I wish I had more answers to that. But, no, you, yeah. you answered it great. Okay. But, um, wait, what, what <laughs> the question was? <laughs> like, predict your life. Oh, yeah, predict, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my gosh, I love this. Just... Definitely lots and lots of travel. Mm-hmm. I like moving around. I think my dad's kind of like that. And I remember <laughs> my mom has always kind of like teased about that a bit. She's like, I don't understand like why he's always got to be on the go. And uh-huh. she's just, she's not like, she is a homebody. So they're very different in that way. And I think both sets of parents now are much more matched up yeah. to their partners now. Like, my mom and Jeff are very much homebodies, and they have their awesome homestead. Fostering their home that they're yeah. living in. Like, yeah. Putting time into that. And then my dad and Dom are just, like... <laughs> Fly by the seat of their pants. Definitely, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> it, just, it just makes more sense. So, I don't know, it's funny when my mom would used to tease about that, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm kind of like that, and I think my dad got that from my grandma. Mm. Um, yeah, this episode is what we're recording right now, I think, comes out two episodes after the my grandma's one that just got released. She talked about She just that. talked, yeah, she's always had a knack for it, or, like, a, a love of wanting to do it, and then life happens, and you have your different things you have to adjust to, and that kind of stuff is right. kind of what she touched on, but anyways, predicting life, like, definitely lots of travel, really having, <laughs> sounds so hippie-esque, but have, having a community to raise the kids with, I do not see it. I refuse to accept, and this is just for me personally, yeah. I don't judge anyone that's doing this, but everyone I hear that's doing this, it doesn't have some element of people going through the same life stage or a similar life stage just are really struggling because they're mm. just, the two of them raising a kid or just one per like being a single parent Very is also really hard. Like they don't have, yeah, a- alienating and um, just so much bodily autonomy taken away from you that... I would just need to be around other people that are going through that. So having kids, I definitely know that I want to have kids. And community, like a kind of village. The kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Create your own village type thing. Yes. I don't know how that would come to be and everything. Like being a little out of touch with like a brown side of my heritage. Mm. I don't quite have... A more full understanding of like multi generational living and everything mm-hmm. that I I just I really admire that like in my family that's here in Costa Mesa they're all very close there's one of them is like up north but they're always seeing each other and I've just always loved seeing what that was like with them mm-hmm. and I'm just like okay like that's a little 
I, I can't achieve that exact thing, which don't set yourself up for unrealistic expectations and standards. Like, it's that's just not how the rest of my family is, and that's totally fine. Mm. Like, the family that I predominantly grew up around and that kind of stuff, but I would love to cultivate that with yes. like-minded people. And, like, we've talked about yeah. that. I've talked about that with, like, Tess and Alex. And I think it's a decision. It's, I mean, obviously, it's a decision, but yeah. it's... People will say they want to do that, whatever, homesteading's trendy now, but it's, like, truly just making that choice to foster community and prioritize that. And whether that means, okay, you don't get to live in southern, sunny southern California, you have to end up living somewhere that's more rural or more, um, where you can afford land or you can, you know, or moving to where your friend is because your friend's there and that's enough for you. Like, Graham and I definitely talk about that as well because... It's not going to just happen, right? No, you have to, like, really work on it with the people you want to build that with. And I love the way you phrase that and connecting oh, it to you. your heritage, too. That's really, that's, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I just, and, like, uh, it would just be so special. Like, I, I love hearing about people's stories about their childhood best friends and their childhood memories and everything. Mm-hmm. And it just always sounds so dang special. And I think we all hold those memories to heart. So I would just love to, like, create that for our children, too. Yeah. And you, I mean, with a new generation, there's so much hope. And, like, not to live vicariously through your kids in a, like, inappropriate way, but you get to foster and, like, kind of heal that inner childhood. Like, Mm -hmm. the inner child in you and break generational curses. I'm using all the buzz things. But, like, they're they're, they're real. And, like, that's a cool exciting piece and it's daunting and scary but I like also just feel so excited for that for us us yeah Yeah. definitely us yeah definitely like just uh I just want to fantasize about us being pregnant at the same time and (gasps) just like even go there (laughs) pregnancy pact yes (laughs) we should do vision boards oh that would be fun I would love to do that really fun I think there's high likelihood that will happen I think so too. At least eighty. We're gonna manifest it right here. <laughs> yes. And then hard to assign probability. <laughs> yeah. Um, where's my stats class when I need it? Oh gosh. Shimky? <laughs> What's he up to? Probably maple syrup. <laughs> if anyone from Paso is listening to this, you know what we're saying. That's all we'll say. I love that guy, but. <laughs> Anyway, okay, this is going to kind of pivot, but it has to do with, like, childhood and yeah, heritage. So, where do you, where does your name come from, your first name, and your middle name? Okay, yeah. So, where my mom and dad were living in Texas, just the two of them. They were very young when they had me. I think, I want to say they were between, like, 21 and 23, they're our, they're our age. Younger. Yeah. Yeah. They were younger than we are. It's not hard to think. And had me. Aw. <laughs> some people really kill kill it. I'm not going to say they didn't kill it, but there was some messiness there. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it was just the two of them. And I think my dad was looking through, like, baby name books or something. And he I wish saw... those still existed. I know. They're Maybe they do. do but... They probably do. You probably find some really interesting themed ones. And he saw... It was some kind of baby name book where it also gives, like, a definition of it, of, oh, like, what it, what the name meaning would be. And so he saw Caitlin in the book, and somehow 
I want to say maybe in the same book or maybe a different one, saw, like, he said a derivative of Caitlin was Caitlin, and the, like, Celtic meaning of Caitlin is pure. Mm -hmm. And so he liked Caitlin for whatever reason, without the T. Caitlin. It is softer. I like it. Yeah, that's true. The Caitlin versus Mm -hmm. Caitlin, which Caitlin's cool too, but that's just, you know, what he picked. He liked that derivative and then still having the meaning of pure. And then my middle name is Brie. Oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, this is on the, the podcast, podcast cover. I like that you're asking yeah. this. I was like, gosh, this is an interesting question. I know who came up with this. Um, my middle name is Brie. And that and some kind of like Celtic language or something in that same region uh, means meadow. Aww. So, yeah, he went kind of a little hippie pure vibe. Meadow. Yeah, pure meadow. Armstrong. <laughs> That's... I don't know Armstrong. I don't know. Armstrong is such a cool last name too. <laughs> I was when we when we did the pottery thing. You didn't have to spell your last name, and okay. I was like, wait, you shouldn't have to spell you yours never... either. Farrell? Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> I no, remember you like Hargrave. Well, Hargrave too. People would say Hartgrave or Hardgrave. Hargrave or Hargrove or Hardgreaves or some stupid stuff. Interesting. Anyway, but I was like, wow, she doesn't ever have. You probably never in your life had to spell out your last name. No, definitely. Would my... you keep it? I think I want to hyphenate it is probably where I'm landing, but I just, I won't even know till I get there, but... Yeah, sorry. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely don't want to, like, get rid of it. What if you did arm? Like, you just kept like arm or kept strong? Arm dune. <gasps> arm dune. Bay strong. Wait. But then he'd have to change. Or, no, but what if you just did arm, bay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Sorry. Tandem. That's okay. Y'all yeah, probably... Yeah. I love that your dad was so integral to the choosing because I, I feel know. like as women we're always like, oh, like we have our baby names already unlocked. Like the man doesn't have any choice in it. Like it's really, no, especially totally. with daughter names. Yeah. It's like, sorry, Graham, like you just have to deal. But that's not actually accurate for us. But yeah. Like that's cool that your dad was like looking, oh, just picturing him all excited for your birth. Little like, like 21 or 22 year old Kyle just searching through it. Oh, a fun little thing to the name deal is. So, my dad's name is Kyle, and my mom's name is Amber. Kaylin and Kyle, Asher and Amber. <gasps> That's so I don't know if they planned it that way, but I just thought that was cute. That is super cute. And I like how it's this daughter-son, um... Mo- Mom-son, <laughs> daughter-dad. Daughter, dad. Why did that take me so long? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so cute. Just the K's and the A's, I don't know. <laughs> it is, yeah, the coordination. <laughs> I like it. Same initials, which is yes. fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the same first last. Yep. K A. <laughs> Cute. Okay, that's really fun. And then this has to do with more with um your mom's side because that's I feel like I have a little bit more exposure to like I hung out at your mom's yeah. house, your, your yeah. mom's and Jeff's. So um, your I want to ask about your childhood bedroom. I know you had several, but maybe like your high school bedroom where I like hung out. Okay. So. I know I your mom has, it. like, a distinct style, and she cares about aesthetics. Do you think that... How did that influence you? Like, like, my style? Yeah, like, your mom has always had, like, jewelry and clothes. Like, she's cared about aesthetics. And yeah. I feel like you also... You've got that from your mom. <laughs> so how did that manifest in your bedroom, your, yeah. like, design, and your overall vibe, like, clothing? It's kind of a big question, but... Yeah. I feel like my actual style didn't start developing until, like, the last two or three years, like middle school high school you're just easily influenced about like what's cool and that kind of thing yeah so I didn't feel like I had a personal style then but my bedroom definitely has from childhood 
I love, oh, that was the best bedroom ever. Oh, oh I'm glad you liked it. It's like it. a classic, for people who are listening, <laughs> she lived in like a classic like two-story like <laughs> house and her room had, was like the classic teenage girl room where it had, it overlooks, like has these big windows, like, I don't know. It was like that bay window thing. Yeah, the bay window. Yeah. It just something about it felt like from like an 80s movie. Like oh, this would be the I main totally character's bedroom that her boyfriend like climbs the trellis to get to or whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. the vibe. Okay, keep going. No, I, you're, you're so totally right. Okay, how my mom's style and how that would influence my bedroom. I guess just like lots of little trinkets, more artsy. And my mom was very like artsy, kind of all over the place gal. So I feel like that influenced my style the most with, like, decorating. Yeah. More when I was, like, living at home and everything. It's a little it's a little different now, but I think I still have elements of that. It's so funny because her style and my style are so different now with decorating. Right. But even, I think just having that, like, eye for aesthetics. Like, yeah. I definitely noticed that in, like, your dorm when I mentioned, like, oh. my visit. This is, I think I mentioned that in my episode. You did, yeah. But they will have heard that, so... Yeah. How it was cozy and, like, well thought out. Like, it, you had a, like, design. And then same for when we lived together. Like, I felt like yeah. you always were, like, looking for things. Like, it didn't matter. Like, trying to meld it For me, together. I was, I'm, I'm more of the type, like, how I am with my car. Like, if it's, if I don't, how oh, do I explain yeah, yeah, this? Yeah. Basically, like, to me, my apartment in college was temporary. So I'm like, am I even going to, like, care what it looks like? I am only living here for temporary time. Yeah. But I was like, you rubbed off on me because you didn't care if we were living there for a month. I guarantee the place you're living at now is still looking kind of cute, even though you guys are only temporarily there. Because that's just who you are. Uh-huh. Like, you care about aesthetics and, like, yeah, you just can't help it. Like, you're going to bring a potted plant in good. or a yeah. throw pillow or, like, something that makes yeah. it just kind of feel homey, so. I see what you mean. And I feel like your mom definitely that's has her that. Thing. That's her yeah. thing, like. She loves to decorate and, um. Like, for holidays and, like. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know. She's a nester. Yeah. <laughs> and you you always were like that, too, so. Yeah. You are like that. I think that's a big, that's an interesting thing to leave behind right now. Yeah. I That's probably been the biggest adjustment, just, like, the creature comforts and the fun things they're just, like, pleasing to the eye to look at when you're re- relaxing at home because we don't have much of that now at the place we're at just because we already got rid of most of it. I have my plants. Those will just go to someone. Like, I don't feel a detachment to it. It's just, like, not having the, like, being here in your space right now. Oh, it just feels so good to, like, see personalized style. Mm. And uh, it's just cozy. Not that there's anything wrong with, like, not having an eye for that, but I think we all have our different levels of how much we want to curate it to yeah feel like our style but yeah anyway that just stood out to me as something Aww. about you <laughs> yeah I, w- I wish I had a better answer I, no that's a good answer and it walked them through like <laughs> your different living situations too which is fun okay I guess I'll okay I'll finish with yeah two things so we'll do a goofy one and then like a quick story kind of like how you did for okay, mine. So okay. goofy one is if you could kill any character in a movie or TV show, who would you kill? <sighs> now, okay, this could be interpreted different ways. You yeah. it could be killed off like they're no longer in the series like, or actually like or you murdered. actually kill them. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, that's dark. <laughs> 
Maybe, uh... Oh, wait, because if they're, like, a really terrible person, like, could I, if oh, I was the actor, the like, you're killing the character. Yeah. Like, okay. No, that's what I mean. It's not like... like, like the first thing that comes to mind is, like, if we're gonna go, like, the dark route, obviously, like... <laughs> The show you like yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the character. Why did my brain also go to that? Because yeah. it's just so twisted and dark and fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I if we're gonna I my brain did not go to actually murdering the character. <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but then you said I'm like, oh yeah, like what could the world do without <laughs> a terrible serial killer? <laughs> um so yeah, I guess any serial killer in a show, like that's the most like, you know, recent one right now, but I could talk about I mean, like, uh, Dexter feels a little more difficult, but that is still feels morally, like... Okay, and then what about someone who's just, like, the they character off on the show, leave. they're annoying, like... Mm, who just, like, irritates the shit out of me. <laughs> I haven't been watch- watching a lot of shows lately, but I guess, let's see, most recent one would be Queen Charlotte, and... No spoilers. Yeah, no, I won't give a spoiler. <laughs> a character that irritates me. Oh, I have my person from that show. I'm, like, struggling with names right now. Also, I still think I am a little high. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm, like, recalling Can I tell you who I think? Yeah, wait, I want to hear you. Okay, okay. Lady Dunbar, her freaking husband, who's always, like, pumping into her. Yeah, the old guy. Oh. I've only seen the first two episodes, so maybe he has a redeeming quality. I mean, I'm a few in, and it's still not... (laughs) I'm like, I'd be so chill if she was just a single lady. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't think he adds anything to the plot. He just pisses me off. I guess it shows how she's, like, learned to, like, it it adds the race component where she's reminding him, like, you are good enough. I don't know. Yeah. There's reasons why his character exists, but I'm just like, I could do without that. Showing resilience, I guess. Yeah. But I didn't want to speak for you, so. No, no, no. That is a good one. (sighs) But let me think of a show. What's a this? character from um, New Girl that you would want to kill off? Ooh. <laughs> this feels so mean. Uh, from, like, an analytical standpoint, I feel like Jess and Nick are very bad for one another, and it's just this freaking toxic go-around of them both being fatally flawed characters. More than, I think, the rest in the show. Um, obviously to an exaggerated standpoint, uh, like how most shows are, like yeah. most characters, sitcoms too, yeah, like yeah. most, in sitcoms, like most characters are some kind of enigma, and Nick, oh, okay, I'm always gonna side with a girly, yeah. even though like Jess's character can bother me sometimes too, Would that made, that made me laugh when you were like, oh, who, like, what, you- I've only seen the first season of New Girl, so oh, maybe okay. I don't see the full scope, but just her natural bubbliness reminds me of you. <laughs> and you guys look alike. The dark hair, blue eyes. Yeah, like that's true. The, like, yeah, you just look similar to mm-hmm. me, so I associate you together. But, okay. I know you don't feel that way about me. It's, like, like the character Jess has I love Jess so manic far, but... pixie girl vibes. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, like, dating you would be really hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then again, Nick is also the same way, just like this guy that has a lot of personal shit he's got to deal with, and there's always someone to the rescue kind of thing. Like, you're a grown-ass adult, like, get it together. Maybe in an episode he can just, like, move away and it's done. Oh, like, it would have been interesting. 
The show wouldn't be the show without Nick, though, so it's hard to say that with those four, but I guess that's the most... No, that's a good call. Oh, okay, that 70s show. That's oh. one that I just, like, grew up watching. I can recall that high, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say... Fucking Eric. <laughs> I hate him. I hate that character. <laughs> that's a great... I hope he got run over by a car or something. Yeah. Not him, yeah. The character. The character, not the actor. <laughs> he was so annoying. And he had the baddest bitch. Yeah, he had the baddest bitch alive. And then he was just what? Fumble the bag. Yeah. Skinny white boy. <laughs> that that sounds mean to. I mean. I love skinny character. white boys, but not him. <laughs> not, not that. <laughs> not ones that look like that. No. <laughs> I only like one skinny white boy. Okay, I'm done. It's Graham. <laughs> Uh, in case anyone's wondering, it's Graham. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Last thing to wrap up before yeah. final thoughts is yes. tell us a story, whether it's scary, happy, sad, anything about your time working in forestry in the woods for work. <gasps> okay. Okay. A, a lot of it is conditions are always changing with, like, new homeowners and that kind of stuff. And... Most people are pretty good about adding alerts to wherever you might be working next. Like, there's a dog here. There's a bad dog here. This customer's kind of fucking weird. That kind of thing. Um, But in between the time someone went there and then a year later, there could have been a new owner Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So, again, conditions are always changing. You're always kind of having to be a little bit aware. And the first experience I had, I was, like, on my first or second assignment alone. I wasn't shadowing anyone anymore. I went to this house and the actual stuff I was looking at was on a a neighboring property but I had to park in front of both of them and both addresses had locked gates and so this one house had a locked gate and then a little side entry gate to like walk through that wasn't automatic and I saw that that was closed I saw the latch on the little thing like the ones that you just like flip up and then yeah like that metal piece comes out it was flipped down Mm. and I heard all these dogs barking and I like double checked the gate I'm like okay that thing's shut like I'm just gonna look out here like the barking's kind of scary but whatever and I didn't used to be scared of well I'm I'm still not scared of dogs but I'm so much more wary now after all the different encounters I've had where it's just like if a dog is seeing something that they're unfamiliar with of course they're gonna get defensive yeah um that's a great part of having dogs at home to like alert you of things that are going on outside but this address next door had like six german shepherds oh i grew up with a german shepherd <laughs> i don't i don't want to talk about it okay, it's okay sorry. no you're fine um <laughs> yeah grew up with a german shepherd so it like wasn't even a breed specific thing it was simply just the numbers and the really loud barking and so i'm standing looking around like checking out the trees and i hear the little like for the gate latch and the German shepherds knew how to like use their nose to like flip the latch up and then the gate swung open and four German shepherds charged me and luckily I was like right next to my work truck like this was early in your job too. oh yeah this I was, was like, like maybe three or something yeah yeah I was like sobbing like after it happened I didn't get bit thankfully but I heard that happen and I looked and saw them charging me and I was standing right next to my work truck still so I just hopped into the bed of the truck I was just, like, screaming at the dogs, like, get away, get away, go home, like, making noise, like, not being submissive, but obviously, you know, keeping myself from getting bit, and this neighbor... Do you think they would have been, they yeah. looked angry, yeah. Well, so that's what I'm getting to, is the neighbor came out, and she screamed at the dogs, and 
I guess she deals with that with those neighbors a lot. And she's like, these people just leave these German shepherds, like they're dogs that need a lot of enrichment. Like it's obviously sad, but they just have a lot of behavioral issues and they have bit people before. Like, I'm so sorry this happened. And I was like, I, the gate was closed. And she was like, yeah, they know how to open it. And I was like, that's crazy. That's such like, a liability. It is a huge freaking liability. So thankfully nothing happened there. That was my first experience. Um, so yeah, I just feel a little more worried about like dog behavior in general totally. and like any kind of barking I hear, like even just out in my personal endeavors day to day, just like, what is happening here? Like, what is the dog doing? And then, okay, my most recent experience, uh, I'm going to merge too. So right after all the storms ended, like the big bulk of the storms were done and we were able to go back to our routine work, went back out inspecting and I had... An assignment that was, I want to say like 30 to 40% of it was in a county park. This is actually a really nice county park, like up in the hills, very untouched and very rural. And all the neighborhoods surrounding it are the same way. Mm -hmm. Like lots and lots of dense oak groves and redwood groves. (sighs) And I was maybe 15 minutes from my truck at this point, you know, like hiking in the woods and I heard a mountain lion scream. Uh, we have those here in, well, not just in California, but like the mountain range that I was working in, they are there and there's like a project at you know, UC Santa Cruz that does a lot of tracking for it and that kind of stuff, just to monitor populations, I would assume, and that kind of thing, and just let the public know. But yeah, I heard a mountain lion scream. I'm just, I'm familiar with like what it sounds like. I've seen a few mountain lions in my day, (laughs) but this particular time, like hearing the actual scream in the daytime was really scary. I would guess it was maybe a mile away from me, but just hearing it out in the woods alone. Oh my God. was really terrifying. Like once you hear something like that, you, you know what it is. It's just like instinct almost, like survival instincts. Like, holy shit, like I got to get out of here. And do they attack humans? Um... No. But just even being in their territory. Being in their territory is scary. So what scared me was, what if there are, like, cubs around? Yeah. And that's when they attack. Yeah. Is if you get too close to a baby or if, like, you happen upon them, that kind of stuff. Like, moms are obviously, like, very protective. Like, you know, the litter they just birth, they want to survive. That's a lot of energetic expense, you know? Yeah. (laughs) To have to have more baby mountain lions. And, um... Yeah, that, that's kind of where my head went. So I just, like, hightailed it to my work truck. Again, you know, 15-minute walk away. Oh. And I was just, like, screaming on the phone with Zach. Like, I had just gotten back into service. I was like, dude, like, I just heard a mountain lion scream. I, like, I'm freaking out. And he was, like, just staying on the phone with me. And I finally got back to my truck and just got in. And I was, like, shaking. And then, okay, on the topic of mountain lions, I want to say a week or two ago, an assignment I had done last year, I went back to to finish up the job. This was like my last week. I had been going up the same trail multiple times because it's all backcountry and there's only one really great way to get to it. And, you know, going there day to day and brought someone with me and we're maybe 50 feet up this trail and I see fresh scat. And like you, if you're familiar with that kind of stuff, like you know what it is, it's like really easy to apart that sounds really weird I studied biology like no no that's a lot of, like the wildlife stuff like you know what the different scat is and that kind of thing that's and, so useful too like just for anyone who likes to backpack or no just be totally nature, that's awesome 
we saw it and I was like, girl, that's Mountain Lion's cat if I ever saw it. Mm-hmm. And it was like fresh again. It looks like human poop to me. Oh, interesting. Maybe not. I Just the picture you showed me. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, You're this... like, bitch, how do you... Sh- <laughs> no, no, I, I'm Sorry, like, I don't, I don't know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't apologize. We were, like, looking at it, and I was like, I've been coming here every day. Like, this wasn't here yesterday, bro. And it had, like, goo in it and everything. Like, it was definitely fresh, and you could still see the claw goo. marks. Huh? Goo? Yeah, like... like poop just came out. Okay, got it's it, like got it. It's not dry. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't dry. It was not dry. And there was, like, the scratch marks right by it, too. Like, it, anyone who has a cat, like, you know how, like, the, like, scratch after, like, peeing or pooping, like, right next to it. To yeah, that kind of... I don't know what the behavior is exactly, but, like, you can see the claw marks, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, we're getting out of here. And then, a week later, someone who just came back from, like, being on maternity leave and that kind of stuff. Um, she's been with the company for a while. She was out doing her like first assignment back. Had a mountain lion encounter. Oh my god. She was out in a field, and I guess there was a mountain lion that was spotted there the previous year by another inspector. You know, she was out and she was just, you know, as we like recalled it the next day at our meeting, she was just like, dude, the whole time I felt like everything just felt mountain liony. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. And so she was, like, getting further and further out into this field, and she said it felt like she could hear something behind her, and anytime she would stop, the noise would stop. Like, she felt like she was being tracked or something, yeah, and then as she kept like walking closer to, like, she's in a field, and then she's walking towards, like, a dense grove, she saw, like, a dead deer somewhere, mm. and was like, that's really weird, like, why would that, like, that's, no one hit that deer, like, what the hell? And then shortly after, like, saw that, and then there was something, maybe, I would guess, about 50 feet away that caught her attention, like, some kind of movement. It was, like, something that was, like, whipping around. And she thought it was a bird at first, and then saw it, and it was a mountain lion in a tree branch. And as soon as she saw it, then she started making a bunch of noise, because you're supposed to, like, make loud noise to deter them, and make yourself a little bit bigger, but, like, don't turn your back on them kind of thing. Like, the thing started to, like, crawl out of the tree. Towards her? I, ah, I think she said it started, like, it didn't really care about her and was, like, walking towards the deer, I think is what she mentioned. When do you know it's okay to turn your back? Like, never. (laughs) Get to somewhere. how does she have to, how does she She had to walk backwards, like, but, like, keep looking behind her to, like, make sure she could get back to her truck. Oh, you literally have to walk backwards. Yeah, like, you, you don't want to stop eye contact with anything that has any kind of, like, prey drive. drive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, if you start running... That triggers them to want to chase you to kill Is that why Pippin chases me? <laughs> Pippin, are you chasing your mom to kill her? <laughs> so yeah, like, that wasn't oh my, my personal gosh. thing, but everyone's been having mountain lion What a welcome back for after maternity leave. Seriously, seriously. Those are such interesting stories. Maybe <laughs> you should do a whole, like, episode sometime about... Maybe you should have more people from your old work, like, come and talk about... Yeah, the weird stories. ...stuff and encounters, like, nature, yeah. nature encounters. Even, like, uh, mushrooms and wildlife. And I just <gasps> yes. think there's so much... Uh, Lots of dead stuff. Yeah. Finding, like, deer carcasses is always super neat. (laughs) Lots of botany nerds and mushy nerds. That's so fun. Oh, and then just overarching, just there are a lot of weirdos. People. Oh, I bet. Because, okay, do you have permission to just go into people's backyards? Like, you don't really have to ask, right? You can kind of go? Technically, no. It's corporate right-of-way. Mm-hmm. 
but from a safety standpoint, like, they don't want people doing that. Like, there's a particular community at the very border, the southern border of Santa Cruz County that is very sketchy to go to without alerting people. Like, people will just shoot at you kind of thing. Like, that reminds me of our town in Paso. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just, like, meth lab vibes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay, You've so pretty long. <laughs> any any final thoughts? This was your first introduction to your audience in the sense of like who you are. I feel like this gives so much context to the types of people you bring on and like the conversations you have. Yeah. So any final thoughts? My closing thoughts. Yeah, closing thoughts. Are just thank you for doing this. I'm so glad you had this idea because I I don't know it would be hard for me to just like prompt that kind of stuff for myself and do I I admire people who do podcasts solo I'm like how do you like make all your content when you're not having an or a conversation with someone it's impressive I would love to challenge myself to try something like that but I just don't know that that's my style maybe it could be in the future right now I don't think so yeah but I just appreciate you um guiding it this time and it's fun to share more about myself with people like I consider myself a very open-minded person and just want other people to know that it's a safe space as long as you're a chilla I love it do you have a closing thought (laughs) um I just hope that everyone can see how cool my bestie and my wifey is like there is no question why you're my girl for life oh I love you and my wifey I wish I could marry you but (laughs) I'm already married damn it dang it (laughs) but I love you I love you too yeah this was fun you're so cute. I love you your brain. Did. I love, like, <laughs> like, even if you were just a brain that was floating around talking to me, that'd be, we'd have still, I mean, obviously. So much fun. But yeah. I just love just it. sat on your shoulder, a little bushy oh. brain. I would, I would take, it's like, if I was a worm, would you still love me? Yes. yes. If I was just a brain, would you still love me? I would keep you with me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening, everyone, to another episode of What Do We Call This Podcast. Follow and rate, rate five that. stars. Oh, yeah. I wish I could rate it more than once, but... Yeah. Make another account and pay for two Spotify accounts. Ooh. Everyone, if you don't do that, you're fake. Big fan. (laughs) All right. Peace out, kids. Bye.